I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You need to know exactly where your food's coming from. That's the, the clientele that write the menu every week. Keeping your eyes open and your ear to the ground, essentially, and listening to what people are growing. The integrity, that, that provenance, that ability to not just know where something came from, but to really know the, the ins and outs of how it was raised mm-hmm. is really important. G'day and welcome to another Capital Cookbook 3 podcast. This is the Quicksand Food Connection. My name's Stefan Postuma and today I speak with Daniel Mark and Adrian Law from Lantern Rooms in Campbell. Daniel's the head chef and Adrian is the floor manager at Lantern Rooms. Lantern Rooms is one of the restaurants in the chairman group serving really high quality Malaysian cuisine. Lantern Rooms has consistently been awarded chef's hats in the Good Food Guide and they have a real focus on creating authentic Malaysian food. They gave us some fantastic recipes for the Capital Cookbook 3. It's great to get an insight into what they do and how they approach food and wine at Lantern Rooms. I really enjoy talking to Daniel and Adrian and I also hope that you enjoy my conversation with Daniel and Adrian from Lantern Rooms in Campbell. Daniel and Adrian, thanks so much for having us here today. Thanks for the great dishes for the Capital Cookbook number three. Um, I think Lantern Rooms is, how long have you been working at Lantern Rooms now? How long have you been the chef here for now, Daniel? I've been here now coming to six years, yeah. six awesome years, I would say. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been tremendous, uh, great journey, um, something new for me because I've come from a very Western background of cooking and mm-hmm. then coming to Asian cooking, thinking that, yeah, we can smash it, you know, Malaysian style food and go, oh, hang on, how am I going to match this food with this kind of wine and mm-hmm. food? And it, get, it got way more interesting. Yeah. So... I'm I'm pretty uh, happy and blessed to be part of this team. Yeah, I would say to to bring my own style of food, which is Malaysian, and get it how you'd say um, presented. Presented, mm-hmm. you know, make it a bit more fusion, confusion. We would say, mm-hmm. and uh, to adapt our our local Australian guests, and to and also to make them like the food and make it what is Lantern Rooms it's been a tough challenge but great mm. one I would say yeah, yeah cool and so what was the the process like of your education into Malaysian like cooking Malaysian food serving it at a place like this like how did you go about learning everything you know and figuring out how to put it all together to, to work in Lantern Rooms I've 
we we have a, a a team where 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 we would say we have a direction yeah okay with the team members and and, and all the the group the members and the, the main leaders and we all put everything into to a practice and uh, try to adapt to the flavors and how would you say um we make it as simple as possible yeah okay we try not to run away from our basic cooking style our basic flavors and then we try to interpret other western cooking mm-hmm. methods french talk about european stuff into the style that we are doing mm-hmm. and then adapting to it mm. so yeah it is it is challenging but at the same time it's fun yeah yeah and adrian you obviously have to then um you know make sure that the service in, in the restaurant complements the food and that um you know if there's fusion happening in these flavors that people aren't used to you've got to make sure that people are educated about what they're getting you know talking to the customers certainly um for me it's a huge learning curve coming to this restaurant as well um myself also coming from a very diverse uh, more hotel backgrounds so right. in different places in australia and hong kong so for me to learning about Malaysian food, you know, me coming from uh, Hong Kong, so a very multicultural city. Yeah. Also a, a huge learning curve to learn about Malaysian cooking, the ingredients, um, the method used, how to cook, um, you know, like what normally Daniel would cook at home. Mm-hmm. So um, that is already a, a, a huge uh, lesson for me. And it's all about, you know, conveying the message why Daniel cook it this way? Why does he use certain ingredients? What's the background? What's the story behind it? And tell our customers um, to educate them, yeah. um, to let them understand what are they tasting on the plate. Mm. I mean, everything, every single ingredient has its own purpose. Yeah. Um, to whether it's enhance the flavor, whether it's a balance, balancing act on the yeah. plate. Where it's just for presentation, where it's you know it's something quite traditional to Malaysian cooking. Mm. So everything matters on that plate. It really, it you know Daniel makes our job quite easy easy to actually um, uh, on the floor because everything presented so nicely, and then put it on on in front of customer. Customer understands yep. um, quite easily because everything you know incorporates incorporates so well. Um, whether it's presentation, flavors, everything. I just need to tell them, hey, this is why we do things. This is how um, how we uh, work on the floor. This is what these lantern rooms is mm. all about. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, I think because Malaysian cuisine is so diverse, so many different influences for you, Daniel. It must you you must have a bit of not only cooking Malaysian food, but also cooking modern Malaysian food that you're able to sort of put fusion together and put your own spin on things it must be enjoyable to have uh, have that sort of creative space like such a big creative scope to work with to write menus and things correct correct i agree um first of all how i would decide or come up with a dish and idea is first i'll think of my mom right what i would eat at home that's what i always talk to adrian about what we would like to have at home that's yeah. first and then we try to bring that as traditional as possible first yeah. and then go like ah okay this dish has a potential to go even further and then we start playing around some modern stuff modern Malaysian stuff we also I go back quite frequent as well and right. check out what's new there what are the local restaurants doing in the new age style yeah. 
and try to bring that ingredients back and try to work out with it. So always I will stick with my mom traditional first and then try to incorporate all the new stuff mm-hmm. because personally we will never do anything that we don't like to eat. Yeah, it has to be something that we eat and you go like oh this remembers of back home man. Mm-hmm. You know this is how mom used to do it. This is how grandma used to do it. You know but how can we do it really good? Mm you know to serve in the restaurant mm-hmm. and then we also have to understand who we are serving mm-hmm. how we're going to make them understand the dish that's where Adrian and the team does a good job even though I serve I can serve it but they do a good job by educating people like why is this dish like this mm. why is this dish has to be spicy but or why it has to be mild so the team in the front Adrian and the team does a good job by explaining educating people and then that's that's how we get happy customers i would say you know mm. at the end of the day it's please and um yeah it's all about traditional first and then we bring the new age into it and all our cooking skills and techniques that we have learned mm. now we play around with it mm. and see how it works it's tough especially doing asian style you know adapting to the kitchen is one as well what kind of kitchen you have whether it's a western kitchen style whether it's very asian style and you have to understand all of this to play with it and of course we have to have a good kitchen team so you know that should we have a good team you know yeah. all going well so yeah it's great that's cool yeah i think um one of the other things about latin rooms is the space is very it it, it feels comfortable and and warm and you know on a on a night like it would be tonight cold in winter and windy um you can come into a place like Lantern Rooms. We're at the Campbell Shops. It's a local. It's a local restaurant, but um, and then with a good floor team that you're in charge of, Adrian, um, you know you can you can feel at home here. And like you were saying before, that's led to you guys having so many repeat customers who know that the menu is going to be changing. Daniel's in the kitchen always, sort of pushing and doing different things, and then Adrian's going to be there on the floor with his team to welcome them to the restaurant. Yeah, so um, as lots of customers have said to me, you know, coming to here, um, they have been transcended to another place where they're not familiar with. You know, it, yeah. there's some some. It's like a little holiday. Yeah. Um, sometimes people mentioned. Um, so you know, to enhance the experience. It makes my job a lot easier as well. You know, you really got the ambience set up uh, to complement the food and service. So um, it's about the whole experience you bring to the customer, not just the food, not just the wine or service. It's the whole space and everything else on yeah. top of that. So um, yes, you know, we do have a, a pretty strong uh, regular space, which is we, which I think we are fairly lucky. Yeah. So we are trying our best to keep them coming back um, obviously Daniel you know would call um, something more exciting to you know just make make some new changes hopefully you know that excite that palates even more um, plus you know I feel all stables in the on the menu mm-hmm. which we will keep on um, doing um, so um, yeah combine those two together plus hopefully you know we you know with a strong customer base we hopefully will build on that with some uh, uh, newer customers um, mm. to come to sure. the lantern rooms exactly yeah and as you were saying before you've got a very good balance of being a local restaurant where people who live around the area can come but you've also got a level of sophistication that means that people are willing to travel from you know further away in Canberra wherever it may be to come to lantern rooms and eat your sure. food because yeah. you know there's not there's not a lot of places like this in Canberra you've got quite a unique sort of position here 
Yeah. Yeah. We're happy with our style. We yeah, we are still a very old school, you would say, you know, table setting, um the, the style of service is still we are not saying we are super fine dining, yep. but we are casual fine dining, but still a bit intimate, still a bit cozy, but at the same time not over the top. Yeah. So we I think that's why our most of our regulars like it too and it's not um how is it not too noisy in a way mm. but then it can get crowded it can get noisy but it still doesn't feel yeah, yeah, too I, fine dining it, 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 i think it's just a place where uh you can say it's quite casual mm-hmm. but not so casual enough in a, a more like a cafe setting yes but course. so casual enough you can have a conversation um with a few friends and families yeah it's also casual enough for a business meeting to 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 happen yep. um whereas you know you have one side of the restaurant is which is more secluded mm. um, therefore you can have more like a romantic dinner yep. or even a business meeting over lunch or something like that so mm. um, yeah I mean we, we got a good formula in terms of uh, I think the space um, how how things work see um, the, the only thing is you know uh, we want to happen is that um, we bring more customers even know uh, yep. us even more about Lantern Rooms mm. yeah. yeah I think w- with the space and you, you just said it then it's it's cool to have a space that you've got distinct sections which means that it's adaptable to your clientele if there's someone for a romantic valentine's day or if there's a family mm. you can you can seat them in the place that's appropriate Correct, yeah. appropriate to them to make sure that they'll have the best experience so, so um, yeah. i think um you know i i based on my previous experience as well you know having worked in uh, banquets and large functions you know a few hundred people down to you know a smaller table um, so this restaurant it really really uh, does give uh, us the opportunity to whether it holds a big party we have done in the past mm-hmm. you know birthday party anniversary or even uh, you know like weddings weddings uh, company parties 30 40 people even 60 people you know have the whole restaurants you know they feel cozy they can have talk have a laugh and that's to me is the best and just because What's more, what's better than having good food and wine, and you know, in a place where you enjoy, with the people that you are, you are happy to share with. Mm. So um, that's the best. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. that's the most important thing. That's the thing that will give you the, the best memories of a place. Certainly. You right. might you might not remember in ten years what you ate, but yeah. you probably remember that you, you had a good time. Yeah, you know I mean? that's that's important. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of the food, then um, Daniel, we'll go through the dishes that that we shot today. Um, the first one and something that I absolutely love is a good wonton or a dumpling in a nice hot broth on a on a day like today. So, do you want to tell us a bit about that dish? All right, that that dish. Um, the, the first thing that caught me in the dish is, like you said, it's cold, it's wintry. What would I eat at home? And the broth is just called rasam. Yeah, it's 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 a a dish where mum will do when she's lazy or tired from work she come back and she put all this in a pot and bring it to a boil mm. and then the peppery and the tamarind in there is good enough to give the kick and flavor mm-hmm. and we used to just fry egg and eat with rice yeah that's it yeah. so we, we you know me and Adrian are going Adrian said you know we need something like this kind of you know one ton dish and something to go for winter but what can we do and then pop this idea came up to yeah. me and I said let's put this wontons with pork and prawns filling in it and put some crunchiness with uh, some hikama or celery inside and serve with this nice little soury hot peppery soup mm-hmm. and uh, we did on our specials last year mm. and uh, wow it 
worked well. So yeah. I said, like, look, hang on, let's hold on to this dish mm. and we put it for winter. Yeah. Hayden said that that would be awesome and voila, it works. Yeah, man. Um, like I said, no, it's it's again, it's such a simple dish, mm. which we would have at home, and um, it's made good use here. I would say it's yeah. it's just getting a few ideas of the main component of the dish, yeah. and then adding other stuff to go with it. And we all know how Aussies, you know, they love dumplings. Love them. <laughs> you know, anywhere you go, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. So that that's one thing that you know to get people to like something mm. to like that dish so for me the main thing is the rasam yeah, but then yeah, I know yeah. people will go dumpling yeah. with the rasam and then when they have that they go like oh what's this yeah that's it so that was the idea so what are the, what are the components in the rasam broth oh uh, it's mainly just onion yeah. garlic chili lots of pepper yeah. uh, cumin and um, tamarind yeah. that's it it's just water stock base bring it to a bowl and then strain it. But before you strain it, you got to let it sit for a day at least. Yeah, okay. Let all the flavors burst out. Yeah. And then you fine strain them and then you use it as a broth. Yeah, nice. you got to be careful too. You can't overboil them. If you keep overboiling them, they get bitter. Yeah, okay, right. So it has to be just right. Just that. Like mom would do it at home. Bring to boil once. That's it. Done. Yeah, okay. You can't reuse bring it. Bring it up to the boil. Turn it off. And then it just comes down to room temperature yep. for 24 hours or something and yep. the flavors develop develop that's that. it yeah that's it that's interesting I've, I've never cooked a broth like that like usually when when I'd cook a broth it'd be all sort of like a protein based broth or like a vegetable broth you know traditional Correct. style simmer it for a really long time mm-hmm. um, but yeah that's it. like I mean it's an easy way to cook correct it's, yeah. it's such an easy way to cook and people will go like Hang on, but how, how come there's so much flavor there? So that's where you have the right kind of ingredient use. But then instead of keep boiling it until it all breaks and it gets bitter because there's spices there, so you bring it to a boil, you let it sit overnight at least. Yeah. In the fridge. Then you strain them. So then the flavor actually comes out. It, yeah. It's like... It's like steeping, like a slow correct. steep sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice. Um, the second dish was that's something that I'm, I'm not really familiar with is the otak otak so it's yep. like a fish a fish cake essentially yep so when we say otak otak the actual meaning of otak means brains right mm. okay yeah otak yeah. <laughs> otak ota, you know I, I, I was, was a challenge when Adrian first had to try to bring this dish out and explain alright why is it otak otak it's firstly called otak because back home it's a street dish where say we're going to the beach or somewhere and we pass by this hawker guy outside like doing satay style you yeah. know burning on the charcoal but this ota ota sits in the banana leaf mm-hmm. staple on both sides and they burn it on the charcoal mm. but when you open it because it's so smooth it actually looks like little brains right so that's why it's called ota ota mm-hmm. but of course we can't serve little brains here <laughs> so we have changed the style a little bit and uh, trying to make it more for a restaurant yeah. suitable thing so the ingredients are still the same nothing has changed in the ingredients yeah. you've got two types of fish a bit of prawns there and then we have the main ingredients which is the lemongrass the galangal yeah. the turmeric and the onions and you cook them into a paste for many hours mm-hmm. until they burst out with the flavor and then you fold in the the seafood and then you bake them yeah so the main ingredient is of course that like i said the lemongrass the turmeric and stuff and um of course it's way more spicier back home we try to tone it down a little bit here and um yeah we bake in the oven to finish 
But back home, that's how the dish was, ota ota. You know, it comes in the banana leaf, look like little miniature brains inside. That's really cool. Yeah, that's it. Seems like it seems like something that I'd be really into. I love I love that sort of street food, especially stuff that just comes in a banana leaf. You hold it in your hand, you yeah. can just eat it straight away. Exactly, man. Yeah. And uh, this dish was famous in a state just next to my where I I, I lived before Moa, it's called, and it's like twenty minutes away from the beach. So after the swim in the beach, you know, we all get hungry and we pass by. We see, hey, uncle, otak, otak. We just get the whole lot if you're in the van. <laughs> and then the man always goes like, hey, I need to do business to other people too, man. <laughs> you can't buy the whole lot off. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, th- that's that's what it is. It's it's all about home, street, atmosphere, experience, you know, and, and bringing it here, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Adrian, do you, how have you gone finding... Uh, a wine list to match such sort of a diverse a diverse cuisine and and, and such bold flavors um it's not an easy task i think um lucky i have a few people who have helped me to develop yeah. the wine list and uh, have a good knowledge about it uh, about them um first of all you know i think uh, anything aromatic and uh, a little bit of um uh, has a bit of um acidity will quite help especially you know daniel's um got a few spices going on in the food sure. um, you know if you have something a bit more acidic to cut through that spiciness sometimes it could be creaminess coming from the coconut and you know those ingredients so that would help so we've got a large selection of you know aromatic white wines at the same time a little bit of richer uh, white for example Chardonnay and um, like you know aromatic what I'm talking about the Gerostromina, Rieslings and it could be even Chenin Blanc as well. So mm-hmm. something a bit, uh, 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 you know, approachable, but at the same time got the character to, to, to match with the food. Yeah. Um, red wine is the difficult task, uh, mm. you know, in, 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 uh, in an Asian restaurant because, um, you know, uh, Daniel's food would have a little bit of spice and a little bit of sometimes chili and, and easily clash with tannin. Mm. Um, so, um, you know, we have a good selection of lighter reds um, so um, starting from a Pinot, um, we have uh, something quite like local, Mamadura Graciano, that works quite well you know, with our food here. Um, and on top of that, we have a few um, international um, uh, wines, you know, something from Rome Valley, um, a nice Grenache, or it could be uh, something like, a, you know, Canberra. Uh, actually, it's a really, really uh, good region for, for this restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, it's a cool climate um, uh, wines in uh, Canberra region in Mara Beckman so um, those reds are really elegant really soft so that matched excellently with our food uh, for example one of our uh, customers favorite would be the collector Machu um, Reshires mm-hmm. something quite simple got a touch of um, spices but again it's very, quite elegant low mm. and so quite easily go with Asian yeah, food. Yeah, that's really nice. It's it's interesting what you say, and I agree. Like, if you're eating spicy food, um, you know, a really strong Shiraz with a lot of tannin or something like that, it means that it's not only that it, it doesn't pair well with the food, but it means that you that you might not appreciate the wine as much as, like by itself because yeah. you've got a bit too much of a clash so yeah it's a bit of an art form and um you know it, it must be it must be fun but also challenging to try to create a yeah wine list the fun works. part is the drinking yeah so um that but um yeah but it, it's also again you know it's a learning experience for everyone here yeah. because um you know uh it's just Along in Australia, how many different types of wines and how many newer <laughs> wine styles are coming up? 
um, uh, and Jan, you know, um, over at um, chair for the chairman group has mm-hmm. been uh, doing a, a fantastic job, job uh, sourcing wines from uh, different vineyards in different region region and and then he then presented to me and then uh, let us choose which would be uh, suitable. Uh, suitable to to the food here just yeah, because cool. um, different restaurants in our group are quite different yeah. in terms of style cooking and things so um yeah so we start from him and then we finish up here yeah nice yeah. so is there is there sort of much collaboration between i mean obviously in the wines but in in the food do you sort of get to bounce ideas off the other head chefs in the chairman group too uh, we do sometimes share our ideas. Yeah. You know, sometimes if I happen to go there and have something to eat, and I go like, "Oh, what's this? Yeah, it's unique." You know, I, I can use this there, or I can use this style there. That's when I go to the chef. Hey, how do you do this? You know, I say I won't I won't take the whole dish, but you know, let me know how this goes. But, but the the boys are pretty alright. They're mm, pretty yeah. helpful and friendly. Whenever I need some sort of idea or how did you cook that fish in that texture, mm. it's all about educating each other. I've never stopped learning. Mm. Neither have they. You know, when they come here and eat and they want some ideas, we are always ready to help each another. That's it. Because yeah. we all t- three restaurants are complete different style different, of food. Yeah. So that's the good thing. Yeah. So we can actually steal ideas among ourselves mm. and you know try to work out things and go like oh this is interesting so which is which is really good you know chef shun richard they're both good boys you know so yeah I'd exactly say. yeah it must be nice yeah. to have a bit of a community around you a supportive community i mean there's lots of chefs out there who you know they they get their ideas and their research by being online or cookbooks or whatever it may be you know yeah and um yeah, just having having guys around you with lots of different ex- different experiences is something cool, and you can all support each other. You know, I'm sure that between all the restaurants, like you guys go to dine there, they come here, and it's like a little community, which yeah. must be interesting. I think the good thing also on top of um, what we have in Canberra, we also got a restaurant in Hong Kong as well. Yes, so yeah. um, that is one of the well top uh, fifty Asian restaurants yeah. um, in in in, 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 the, in the region. So. Um, you know, they sometimes, you know, Daniel would have experience before, you know, the, the, the chef from Hong Kong coming over doing a promotion. Yep. It's an eye opener for everyone, not just in the kitchen, I guess, you know, for the service. How would they serve the dish? You know, how do we present those dishes? Mm. How do we educate customers in a different way? So um, it's an eye opener for everyone. That must be, it must be fantastic because the way things are done in, in different parts of the world, like must be so different and you just always just thinking about okay well i'll see how they do this here that's mm. that's interesting and and vice versa and sharing that knowledge is yeah true true it's, it, it is it's um incredible you know first first of all you get the chef come in and looks at the stuff and you go oh that's all we have you know <laughs> 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 like, all right <laughs> well we don't have what you have and then they try to first adapt to it and then we watch their skin and we go like damn you know like so many good stuff that you can now we are visualizing it you yeah. know we're looking at how they are doing and i've always thought to myself i've seen the cookbook how did they come up with this and this hong kong chef comes doesn't speak english at mm. all yeah you know <laughs> it's all sign language and um but we're lucky to have him you know mm. he's, he's such a patient guy and he actually spends his time when there's promotion he hardly sleeps one hour a day two hours a day that's it and the whole time we are practicing and trying to produce stuff Mm. and trying to adapt to what Australia's produce can give and can bring out so it's such a challenge and uh, we get great chefs like them to come down and train us you know Mm. so yeah we're quite lucky you would say yeah that's really good we'll talk about the the last dish you did the chicken dish with shiitake 
Uh, yep. Uh, it's it's um it's called chikute. Yep. The, the traditional um, way of doing it is actually using pork ribs, which right. is called bakute. So, obviously, you know, I'll say this: uh, Malaysia, being a Muslim country, pork is not something big yeah. or uh, that grand because we have to try to fit all three different cultures there. So um, they've come up with this this called chikute. So instead of using sorry pork, we're using um, chicken. So the broth is all about hardcore herbs and spices. Right. So it's really, how I would say, powerful. You know, something that's powerful. But then, to cook such powerful herbs and spices is not that easy as well. Mm. You cannot overcook them. Neither can you cook them too sh- too short of a time. It has to be a perfect timing for it. And this is all I've I've learned from Chinese chefs. Mm-hmm. How how they bring their skills out for that. Um, it's a very popular dish again why I had the idea because when we used to go drinking back home like having a big night out in the club and after that we always want something clean but not too heavy mm. you know so this dish bakute or chikute was always famous and we had this Chinese donut uh, chakwe mm. Chinese donuts to go with it and then we had the garlic rice and the chili at the side but <laughs> it's always that broad that herbal broth is smooth because after all the alcohol you need to cut it down mm. so we have this dish so hence again you know Australia Malaysia is summer all day long yeah. so it doesn't matter but then here it's winter we got summer and then winter this is a heavy dish herbal broth yeah this would work for winter so mm. we, we've tried to put on our specials again tried to play around with it and again it worked you know so mm. yeah hence again like I said it's another street dish where we would go and eat it after having, you know, a heavy night of drink yeah. and and see how we can work with it. That's so great. that's how it good, is. A good good texture balance as well, like nice, you know, fried lotus root and um, you've got goji berries yep. and the shiitake and the Correct. broth. You know, nice tender chicken and some fresh herbs. Yeah, that, that I mean, basically that's how it's back home. The only thing, it's all thrown individually. Right. You know, so now we have to make it into how we can incorporate all of this into one yep. little elegant dish. And um, that's how we worked it out. So of course, certain things we can't use what is originally from this, from the, um, from that dish. Yeah. So we try to twist and turn a little bit, but as original as possible. Yeah. Kept okay. it. Yeah. Excellent. Well, guys, we'll probably leave it there. Thanks so much for coming in on your day off, cooking us some beautiful food, telling us about... Latin rooms here in Campbell. Um, oh. Yeah, it's been thank great. you, thank you for, no, thank you for choosing us. You know, first <laughs> yeah, of all, right, it's man. it's a it's a great pleasure, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to you guys because you guys actually make us more well known mm. and you know let people read about us and understand us. And now we're getting to do recipes, which is yeah. which for me personally, it's um, touchy. You know, yeah, you know, I get to now give my dish out. With the recipe, that's, that's what I, I. That's what. That's something that I really, you know, take pride in is the fact that I think that especially in Canberra, people are very, a very a part of the food culture in Canberra. You know, they read blogs and read magazines and the, you know, all the media. The Canberra Times always has food, everything like a, lo- a lot about Canberra food, and they come to places like Lantern Rooms or Chairman and Yip or Lilo Tang, and they they know the food and they enjoy it and stuff but it's just adding an extra element for me which is what I like about it is actually adding adding an extra element where people can eat something from the menu and then 
they'll see the book and then go, well, wow, we're able to go now and try to make that dish at home. Sweet, yeah. And it sort of connects people not only to, you know, the food, it gives them a deeper understanding of what you guys are doing and, and with these conversations, which is why, yeah, which is something that I think is pretty Sweet. cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Okay. Appreciate that. Thanks, Thanks guys. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening to my conversation with Daniel and Adrian from Lantern Rooms in Campbell. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something about what they do. If you want to find out more about Lantern Rooms, you can visit their website, which is chairmangroup.com.au slash lantern underscore rooms. If you want more of these podcasts, you can go to our website, quicksandfood.com, where you can find the whole season under the podcast page. You can also download them from iTunes and Stitcher. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at quicksandfood on Facebook and on Instagram. Thanks for listening to this episode and we'll catch you again next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.